No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Lord calls Elijah to go to a poor widow in a small Phoenician town. God miraculously provides food for her and her son during the famine. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 17 on Simply the Bible. How much faith do you have? And what would you do for your faith? I find that just when I think I have faith, something happens to challenge it. And I realize how much faith I lack. Today we see faith being put to the test. We continue in 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. For some time, Elijah had camped by the brook Kirith, where God sent ravens to feed him. But because of the drought that would last three and a half years, the brook dried up. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, telling him to relocate. He was to go stay with a widow in Zarephath, a small Phoenician city. Incidentally, Jezebel was from the same area, so it was enemy territory. But we are safer in a dangerous place in the will of God than a so-called safe place outside the will of God. The ship seemed safe to Jonah as he boarded it to flee from Nineveh, but he would have had a much better go of it among the Ninevites, for God would have been with him. God had chosen this Gentile woman to provide for his servant Elijah. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please bring me a little water in a cup that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Elijah asked the woman to give him a cup of water. Now, water was scarce. Why would she give her precious water to a stranger? But Elijah was testing her. Without complaining, she got him a cup. Then Elijah said, By the way, bring me a piece of bread while you're at it. Then the woman responded, As the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. This was it. This would be her last meal before she and her son would starve. She didn't have enough to feed them all. And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, you make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. So she went away and did according to the word of Elijah 
And she and he and her household ate for many days. The bin of flour was not used up, nor did the jar of oil run dry, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke by Elijah. Now this was a test of the woman's faith. Would she believe in the word of the Lord? Elijah told her that if she would feed him first, then she would never run out of flour and oil until the rains came. How easy it would have been for her to justify that she first needed to make food for her son. But she didn't do that. Instead, she did what Elijah said. She exercised faith. This is always how God works. We want to see the evidence before we step out in faith. But God says, trust my word and walk by faith. Then you will see the evidence. Sure enough, after the widow made bread for Elijah, she went to the flour bin and there was more flour. She went to the oil jar and there was more oil. And this continued through the entire time of the famine. God commanded her to provide for Elijah, but it wasn't until she stepped out in faith and obedience that he miraculously provided for her. There is a principle here. Give to the Lord first and he will meet all your needs. This is true of our time, our talent, and our treasure. Jesus put it this way in Matthew 6:33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. That's my life verse. For when I was a young adult and doing everything in my power to map out my own life the way I thought it should be, the Lord challenged me to commit my life to Him and to His way. I hesitated because I thought I knew what would make me happy. But then the Lord spoke Matthew 6, to my heart, and I knew that God would make good on His word if I would believe it. And just like the widow of Zarephath, I have seen many miracles of God's provision over the years. There have been times when there has been a surplus. Praise God. But there have also been times when he has provided us with our daily bread. Praise God. But there has been no doubt that everything has come from his hand as we have sought to follow him. Now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick and his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. How tragic this would be. Not only had the woman lost her husband, but now she had also lost her only son, leaving her bereaved of all her family. So she said to Elijah, What have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to me to bring my sin to remembrance and to kill my son? It is interesting that as soon as this tragedy occurred, she felt as though her sins were responsible. Somehow God was angry with her, and that is why he took her son. I think this is how many people interpret tragedy in their lives. God must be punishing them for something they did do or something they didn't do. But that isn't how God works. He doesn't come to rob us of life but to give us life. There is one who comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He is the thief. 
But Jesus is the good shepherd who gives abundant life. Religion is about trying to be good enough and then feeling guilty when we're not. Christianity is about receiving God's grace by faith and resting in his forgiveness. Then Elijah said to her, Give me your son. So he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room, where he was staying, and laid him on his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord my God, have you also brought tragedy on the widow with whom I lodge by killing her son? Elijah knew that if he were to do anything, then he would need to take this boy in his arms. He would literally carry him to the Lord. He cried out to God in prayer, Why have you brought tragedy on this widow by killing her son? It didn't make sense to Elijah that God would sustain her miraculously only to take her son. I appreciate the candor with which Elijah entreated the Lord. He didn't understand and he wasn't afraid to voice this to the Lord. Yet, he didn't accuse God of wrongdoing. He just wanted to understand. And he stretched himself out on the child three times and cried out to the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray, let this child's soul come back to him. The body of the child was lifeless and probably cold. Elijah prayed for him, but prayer wasn't enough. Elijah also stretched himself out on the child not once but three times. If he was to revive this boy, then he must touch the dead body, not just once, but three times. I would suggest that there are dead bodies all around us. The Bible says that those who don't know Jesus Christ are dead in their trespasses and sins. They don't know what spiritual life is about. If we would see them come to life and be born again, then we must pray and cry out to the Lord for them. But we must also touch them. We must get close enough so that they can see and feel the life that is in us. It was said of Jesus that his life was the light of men. And he desires to so fill us with his life that others can experience it and be drawn to our Savior. Then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came back to him and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down from the upper room into the house and gave him to his mother. And Elijah said, see, your son lives. Then the woman said to Elijah, now by this I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. This is the first recorded instance in Scripture of the resurrection of a dead person. Elijah pushed the envelope of his faith. Faith doesn't get stronger until it is put to the test. Elijah had tested the widow's faith, but now his faith was being tested. Would Elijah believe God for greater things than he had seen? Elijah's faith needed to be strengthened for the challenges that lie ahead. But there was something else going on. God cared about the faith of the widow. No doubt she was impressed with the miraculous provision of food, but it wasn't until her son was resurrected that she believed that Elijah was a man of God and that the words of Yahweh spoken through him were in fact the truth. 
Because of the resurrection, she became a believer. And I am sure we will see this Gentile woman in heaven. We may not understand God's workings with us. We may misunderstand his intentions and think that he is bringing adversity to punish us. Actually, he allows us to go through trouble, pain, and heartache to grow our faith. He never stops growing our faith. Before we leave the widow of Zarephath, I would like to point out one last thing. When Jesus went to his hometown in Nazareth and spoke in the synagogue, the people marveled when they heard the gracious words coming from his mouth. And they said, Isn't this Joseph's son? But Jesus replied, No prophet is accepted in his hometown. Certainly, there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to a foreigner, a widow of Zarephath. Jesus made it clear that God's gospel was for everyone, Jew and Gentile alike. God accepts everyone who will accept his son, Jesus Christ. God's one desire is that we all come to faith in him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where the Lord tells Elijah that he will send rain and to go tell King Ahab. This begins an unprecedented set of events. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.